Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi ta'ala wabarakatuh Muslim Masjid presents Tea with Mufti Sharing beautiful reflections through the lens of Islam I'm Ustaz Abdul Matin And I'm here with our Mufti of Singapore Sahib Samaha Dr. Nazruddin Muhammad Nasir Bismillahirrahmanirrahim Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi ta'ala wabarakatuh Thank you all again for joining us in Tea with Mufti as we explore some reflections for self-development and some beautiful spiritual moments. Assalamualaikum Mufti, thank you for joining us again. Waalaikumsalam, warahmatullahi Good to see you again in this conversation. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you again Mufti. So Mufti, in our current plight, uh, we've seen a lot of uh, challenges in life and particularly this COVID period, we've seen a lot of uh, people in our community come together and take up some of the challenges by staying united. And we were very much responsible in our actions. And Alhamdulillah, through that, we have gone through some of the difficult phases and things are getting better, Alhamdulillah. But despite that, Mufti, you know, talking about responsibility, some see it as a burden, while others see it as something that uh, needs to be taken up. It's something that is important in our daily life, uh, especially in our daily routine. How can we define responsibility? Yeah, thank you, Sas Abdul Martin. I think that's a very uh, good point and good question. And I think something we always have to encounter in our lives. In fact, people often think that, you know, responsibility is always about somebody else. But we are first and foremost responsible to ourselves, to take care of ourselves and to care for ourselves. You know, this is not putting us above other people, but this is to start uh, with our own self. So being responsible to yourself means, you know, you take care of your needs, um, you take care of your health, your well-being, you also perform the duties that are uh, obligated upon you as an individual, your duties to God. That is being responsible with ourselves. If we lose this sense of responsibility, then I think obviously we will suffer, even on our own. If you're not responsible about your own health, you start ignoring, you know, what? you should should not consume, right? Whether it's food, whether it's drinks, whether it's anything else, um, you know, and what happens is often you find yourself in a very, very troubled state, health-wise. So you'll be very unhealthy, right? Uh, and it's simply because you, you don't care about yourself enough. Now, you imagine us living with other people, certainly the uh, responsibility becomes more and more important. And that this is what we also taught as Muslims, that our life is always not just about ourselves, but also about other people. Every single thing that we do has a consequence, mm-hmm. not just on ourselves, but on other people. And if you look at the whole range of moral teachings of Islam, actually, in fact, in all religions and all many other religious traditions, it's always about what happens to other people as a consequence of your actions. So this is the idea of responsibility that the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam also says, kullukum You know, every one of you is like a shepherd. Like you take care of something. You mm-hmm. have a responsibility. In fact, if you're, a, if you're a young person and you're just studying, sometimes we think, you know, uh, you're not responsible yeah. yet for the family. <laughs> yeah. But you are responsible for your studies. Sure. I often say this to my son. Yeah. Many years ago when he was still in the primary school, I said, you have a job. Just because you're not working like, you know, adults go to work, I th- you have a job. 
your job is to go to school and do well in school. So take it seriously and make sure you do well. And I always tell him my mantra to him and he memorized this already and I just opened my mouth, the first word he knows, he will complete it. I said, I will only allow you to play hard if you work hard. You know, you can play hard means, you know, you can spend time on your your, your games or TV, you know, because you're still growing up. But only if you work hard. So, so you have a job, you have a responsibility. And I think we can we can teach our children that from very young. A sense of responsibility. Yes, because it's important, yeah. right? Um, and that is to yourself and to other people is really about our actions have consequence. So in the COVID period, we know um, that when we think of transmission of virus, it happens because of two people or yeah. more. Um, so what we do, you know, can lead to the transmission of the virus if we are not careful. And that is why social responsibility is extremely important. And uh, I'm sure you, you know, and our listeners know this, um, so many hadith, so many verses of the Quran about not hurting other people, yeah. you know, not... <laughs> yes, you know, so, so many other principles, which in essence is really about um, not causing harm to others. And that is being responsible. That is being responsible in the form of ensuring that none of our actions and behaviours cause hurt and harm to others. Uh, so there is a very powerful hadith from the Prophet in Sahih al-Bukhari in Muslim, in Riyadh al-Salihin. Uh, the Prophet actually says, you know, he doesn't like this um, culture of you know, people gathering on the streets and you know, uh, <laughs> chit-chatting. You know? so, and, and he had a reason for that. So he says, Iyakum wal julus fi turqan. Don't gather in the you know in the streets and pathways and you know sometimes you sit there and you, you spend hours talking, but the companions then said, Ya Rasulullah, we don't have actually we don't have a choice. We don't have elsewhere to sit and and speak. That is our majalis. So the Prophet said, if you don't have any other choice but to sit there, okay, but make sure that you give that pathway that road its right. Mm. So give the road the right. What is the right of the road? The Prophet says, first is غَدُّ basar, وَكَفُّ الْأَذَى وَرَدُّ السَّلَامُ وَالْأَمْرُ بِالْمَعْرُوْ وَالنَّهِيَنُ مُنْكَرُ So, غَدُّ basar. Just because you're there, don't go and uh, people watch, is it? Uh, call it? Like, uh, you know, you just watch people and, uh. and, and you know, there are some very bad, bad uh, subcultures of, you know, uh, men gathering and looking at women and, you yeah. know, and start making all these um, insinuations and... Um, some even, you know, tantamount to harassment and all these things is totally, totally unacceptable. So, Ghaddul Basar, you don't even look. Don't, don't keep looking at people. Yeah. You need to sit there with your friends and have a conversation, fine. But don't go and start, you know, looking at the yeah. wrong things. Keep our gaze. Uh, yeah, lower your gaze. Yeah, Ghaddul Basar. Waqaful Adha, do not harm. Do not harm people. So, you must make sure that, you know, your, your sitting there does not cause any harm to others. Waradu Salam. Uh, reply to a salam if someone's you know offers you a greeting, greeting and yeah. salam yeah. so ask people to do good and prevent people from doing evil and bad so you know this is the kind of responsibility in Islam every place every uh, situation every moment has its right and our duty is to protect that right and uphold that right and that is responsibility and if we understand it that way, we understand why it's so central to our religious identity and teaching. Because I am sure none of us want to live in a, in a society or in a family or anywhere 
where you are surrounded by irresponsible people. Because you know what happens if you are yeah. surrounded by irresponsible people. You cannot trust anyone. Um, you know you are exposed to harm and danger anytime. And we don't want that, right? So obviously, it's a, it's a very important thing. Yeah, so you mentioned about uh, part of being responsible is also to consider our actions, whether it will have a consequences on other people uh, or not. So making, you know, exercising, uh, observing responsibilities, although it's uh, sometimes it's difficult, but it's important. And part of having a responsible uh, way of life is to make responsible decisions as well. But it's sometimes it's so hard to make a proper and important decision. So about making decisions, uh, Mufti, what are the things that we can consider before making an important decision? How, how do we make important decisions? Yeah, um, decision-making, I think, is part of our life. We, every time we have to make decisions uh, <laughs> from, you know, as simple as what, what, uh, what to, to wear this morning, <laughs> uh, which road to drive, which, you know, um, uh, and then, you know, like we discussed in pr- previous episodes, which tea to drink, yeah. which tea to, to make, to order. Um, and it goes on to very important, difficult ones, life choices, um, you know, choices in life, choosing a partner, <laughs> choosing a spouse. Mm. Um, you know, schools for children, education. Uh, some people even think about, you know, where to live, uh, whether it's town cities or even countries. And also important decisions as leaders. So mm. life is all about decision making. I think it can be overwhelming if you if you have yeah. to, you know. I, I personally have felt a few times that it becomes too overwhelming to make so many decisions in such a short period of time. So I think, yes, it is a tough thing. And it's good that it's tough because then you are thinking about the right decisions. Mm. If it's too easy, then it means that you just don't care. You know, you, you're I don't, not fussy enough, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, you don't have to be fussy all the time. Yeah. But if you're not fussy at all, then um, some of the decisions may not be very good. I do spend a lot of time before I make any decisions. Uh, my wife will tell you this. Um, you know, I do spend a lot and I can change um if the information that I get changes, as long as that decision finally has not been implemented, because I think as long as it's there is still that window to reconsider, I will reconsider, um, because ultimately I want to know that the decision that is made is the best decision possible by a human being. Of course, we ask Allah for guidance. Um, you need to have the right information. That's very, very important. You need to also, where appropriate, depending on the context, of course, uh, consult people yeah. and, and the right people. But I used to think like this, um, you know, Sus Martin, when, when you do not have principles for yourself and you're not sure what your principles are, um, you are in a slightly dangerous position because sometimes in, in those kind of circumstances, other people can decide for you. So I give a very simple example, right? Um, you want to have breakfast or lunch or you know, dinner <laughs> outside. Right? Yeah. So with colleagues, uh, nowadays we, it's a bit difficult because of COVID, but in the past, we go out. We haven't made up your mind. Uh, you don't have an idea. It's a, it's a blank sheet of paper. Yeah. What usually happens is, yes, ultimately you decide, okay, la, I'll buy this for, for lunch. You know, um, you know, if you go to a food court, the choices are even more diverse because different stalls, different types. But sometimes uh, in those kind of situations, we go by recommendations, right? And it depends on who can convince you best. So if, if you have a colleague who is a very good salesperson and can tell you, oh, this food is really nice, you should try. Because you came in with a blank sheet, there's a very high chance that you will go with that recommendation. <laughs> 
But if you came in and you know what you eat and you know what you like to eat, although your friends may recommend and suggest, or even sometimes if you go to a restaurant, the waiter can suggest and recommend, but you have some idea, you have some preferences, you have some principles, you do not necessarily change your mind that easily. Yeah? And I think that's the same thing with decision-making. Um, and here we're talking about influence from other people as well. The question of why some people easily influenced and some others are not, I think it's partly because those who are not easily influenced, they, they have thought through for themselves. So they're yeah. quite clear, you know, the, not, not that they know the answers all the time, not that they know what, exactly what they want yeah. to do, but they have some kind of, you know, mental framework. Yeah, some forms know. of principles that they adhere to. Yeah, so for example, I, when we talk about food, I prefer the healthier one. So when someone <laughs> recommends something but which is very unhealthy, you will say, uh, sorry, that's fine. Uh, I, I don't want to eat that, right? Yeah. But if you don't have those um, guiding principles, anything that's recommended, you will take. So I think it's in the same way that making decisions are very tough. But I think our conscience must be very clear, uh, whether as an individual, a decision for yourself, a decision for your family, for your children, for your, you know, as a leader. All those decisions, I think, uh, if your conscience is very clear why you're doing it, um, I think it's a matter of getting the right information, advice by the right people, listening to others, and you can make a good decision. And you see the beauty of this, as a Muslim in particular, we know of the, you know, the virtue of ijtihad. Ijtihad is, uh, of course, it's used a lot in uh, Islamic jurisprudence and sharia as a, a tool to come up with new hukum where there are new issues or new contexts and so on. But ishtihad uh, from a literal sense, uh, you know, literal meaning is to work very hard, to exercise your mind, to exhaust your mind. That means you must think really hard, right? But then there is a recognition that even after exercising your mind and exhausting your mental faculty and think so hard and discuss with so many people, even after that, you might still not be correct. You might still not yeah. be right. And that is why the Prophet says, <laughs> So you exercise your brain, exercise your mind, you think of the right uh, decision. And you got it right. Two rewards. But if you didn't get it right, you get one. It, it is, I think it's also a metaphor to say that it's not literal sense of two and one. I think it's more like, you know, if you have put in all the effort and you get it right, then, you know, you, your rewards are bigger because, yeah. you, you know, you get to solve the problem. And you also arrived at a proper conclusion. Exactly. And it benefits people, right? Yeah. But you tried, but you didn't get it right. You are rewarded for the effort, right? But you also learn from the mistakes. So I think that is why we need to put in everything necessary in order for us to get the right decision for ourselves. But if we don't, it's fine. But at least we have gone through the process. The process is equally important as the outcome. Thank you so much for sharing us with that. Now that you mentioned it, I've been thinking about what, what kind of food to eat. But I guess I'll pick the one that's healthier. Tea with Mufti is brought to you by Muslim SG, a one-stop online media platform that aims to inspire and empower Singapore Muslims with bespoke Islamic religious content. Follow us on social media. So, regarding uh, responsibility, we discussed about having a good sense of responsibility in our lives, 
and also the importance and you know, the virtue of in making decisions by thinking about it properly, using the right effort and so on. Today in this, uh, you know, I mean, a lot of us use our social media quite a lot. And I guess at some point, it's a new world by itself. It's a virtual world that it's expanding, but we're also learning uh, the usage of uh, social media. Can you share with us how can we actually cultivate or to practice a good sense of responsibility in this uh, virtual world of social media? Yeah, um, I think that's it's a very important point because, you know, social media has been around, but of course, different sort of um, different types and different platforms. Types, yeah. yeah, they keep, uh, <laughs> you know, renewing and evolving and new ones come up. But social media has been around for a while. I think what is said is that a lot of us treat social media not as seriously as we do with real life, um, you know. So it's as if that when we speak on social media, we're not speaking to real people. Just because you remove that uh, physicality, right? Uh, and and you know that, for example, if you say the wrong things in real life, that other person, if they if they get hurt or they get offended by what you say, you know that there are real repercussions. You know, they can hit you back, for example, <laughs> if you're really, really yeah. rude and nasty in your comments. But in social media, you, uh, and they call it keyboard warriors because you hide behind your keyboard. Uh, sometimes it's all fake accounts or fake profiles or even, you know, there's nothing much. People don't know who you are. And so people treat it differently. But whoever you are saying what you're saying to is a real person, whatever um, background and so on, but it's a real person behind it. I mean, sometimes it may not be. Uh, we hear of bots and AIs and so on, but in most cases, these are real persons. Um, and I think there are, there are many incidents of people really getting offended by what people say and people getting hurt. Yeah, so I think that that is one problem we have where social media as a platform still hasn't given that sense of uh, reality in terms of uh, or realness yeah, in terms of communication. It's almost like you are saying something to a machine and a machine doesn't respond or a machine can't respond in a normal way, uh, which is absolutely not the case. So that's uh, one thing that we, we really need to sort of um, remind ourselves. And second thing is, once we know that there are real people behind it, I think, you know, the ethics in Islam in particular apply even with social media, and in fact more so with social media, because there are risks of us not treating right others yeah. on social media like real individuals. And and I think here, I mean, I would really encourage our listeners and Muslims to to uh, refer to Surah Al-Hujurat because I think Surah Al-Hujurat is, I think, um, known by many Mufassirun as Surah Al-Adab or Ethics and Morality starts with the Adab with the Prophet Wasallam that we should not put ourselves uh, before the Prophet in terms of priority and do not call him from behind the wall. So it's like someone shouting for Prophet. Calling out. Call, yeah, calling out the Prophet's name from afar. So that's showing disrespect. But it goes on to talk about so many other things like even having presumptions of other people in ismun, if you think negatively, uh, have a negative perception of a person that could be wrong and therefore don't have those perceptions. And then you reach a very powerful verse about the way we interact with people. And I'm, this applies especially, I think, in, in our case today with social media. Right? One group should not denigrate, denigrate or yeah. mock Sukhriya, to mock, to ridicule, to make fun of uh, Min Kaumin, another group. 
And the verse says, the reason is because Asa and Yakunu khairun minhum. Because who you're mocking, who yeah. you're making fun of, probably better. better than you. Yeah. How do you know you're better than them? Why do you why do you look down on them? Uh, same thing with women. One group shall not mock the other, make fun of the other group because, again, you know, only God knows who's better and that's the rationale but the teaching is not to make fun, not to mock. And it also goes on to say do not call people by names like names which insult them and so mm. on. So, one of the problems you often see with social media, the lack of responsibility is in making comments that hurt people on the basis of race, yeah. uh, religion, language, uh, background, you know, all sorts of things. And, you know, at the end of the day, uh, and, and we know that, for example, in most of these cases, even the allegations or the, the issues that people bring up are not true. Uh, when you say you know certain certain people are certain certain kind and you make fun of them, sometimes it's not true, even not true. I mean, so one is a false uh, accusation. You are telling a lie of some sort, or you're fabricating, Fab yeah. you know, something which is not true. The other is you hurt those people. So I think you know we as human beings, I think we really need to examine ourselves again, and you know, are we really okay with this kind of um, you know virtual culture? If you yeah. Like? In fact, you know, there's a, the real thing about bullying online, right? Uh, people do bully other people. Uh, you know, uh, even with the physical nature, like even fat shaming and all these kind of things. We need to learn to leave people alone. You know, <laughs> Give it, them space. Yes. I mean, respect people's space, you yeah. know, um, and, and deal with people responsibly because I think it speaks badly of a civilization, human civilization that has gone into the digital era, technology but display the lowest civilizational value of disrespect like you know you do, you can't even respect other people so i hope we don't become a, a sort of a superficial human civilization where technology is great you know platforms are wonderful everything looks advanced but our soul and our spirituality is so backward and a lot of disrespect so i think that is something we really need to look at ourselves um, it's a long way, I, I, I think. There's a lot more to sort of remind ourselves in society. But again, if you understand responsibility, you understand respect, you understand respecting people's space and also the evils of hurting people and hurting their soul and their mentality, then I think um, things can become better. Thank you again, Mufti. And those are very impactful words of advice that I believe uh, the listeners and me as well eh, can learn and ponder upon it and reflect on our social media usage from taking up responsibility as part of our lives and to make important decisions as we move along and learn from one another and talk about social media as being a platform for us to come together although virtually I believe uh, as I've mentioned it entails some forms of uh, responsibility as well thank you so much Mufti for sharing with us those very um, important words of advice and with that Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. That's it for this week's episode of Tea with Mufti. Do follow, share, and stay tuned for more episodes on our podcast channel. Assalamu alaikum and thank you for listening.